Welcome in to the DNBR Avalanche Podcast. He's AJ, I'm Rudo. We're here talking uh, contracts, sort of, at least ones that have been signed recently, and uh, maybe a little bit of comparative analysis on how that goes up against the Avs contracts. More specifically, Evan Bouchard signing a two-year, $3.9 million deal with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, that is extremely similar to Bowen Byram's two-year, $3.85 million deal with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Bouchard is one year older, but that's not really super impactful. Both players will be RFAs when they finish their deals, so that is something to take into account. But Bowen Byram obviously has significantly less time in the NHL given all the injuries that he's had to deal with. Yeah, it's, uh, that comparison is, in, is going to be interesting when we get into it in a little bit. Um, just because what... Bouchard has done statistically um, like the end of the season that he had after Barry got traded and Bouchard took over that top power play and yep. his role in it, and the numbers he produced and, you know, all the, uh, all of the, what has actually happened in their NHL careers. Um, Bouchard certainly has a better statistical profile. Um, his, the underlying stuff, all the fancy stuff, it's all, all of them are Bouchard. Yeah. So for Edmonton to get that deal after the Byram deal feels like a really good Edmonton deal and makes it feel like the Avs got a worse deal. Um, the one big feather in Bowen Byram's cap, that that postseason that he had was, during the Avs Cup run was, was pretty nuts. It just kept getting better and yeah. better and better. And the guy could have had four or five goals. Yep. He easily. smoked the post on multiple occasions. You, you remember right before Kadri's game winner yep. in the Stanley Cup final. By, yeah, Byram like just caught it. Yeah. Like, like maybe an inch from that being his moment. Yep. Instead of being the guy who was pointing at the puck in the net, <laughs> he was the one who would have put it in the net. Yeah, like very, very close to of being a being a bigger hero um, in that run. But he was also like he led the that Avalanche team TOI in uh, even strength ice time yeah. in a Stanley Cup final on a team that had <laughs> Kale McCarr, Devontae, pretty good like, defenders on it. <laughs> you know, like so, and and I think that's the big thing for Byram, and and also. You know, produced a lot of points in in the games that he played last yeah. year. Uh, was re has been a productive guy. It's just the health questions continue uh, to very, dog him. Very legitimate, and yeah. we can bring up kind of their standard stat comparison here, and and you can see the differences between the two. the The major one being Byram has played half the games of Evan Bouchard, yeah, so far in their careers, but. You look at the numbers, and they're really not all that different yeah. as far as, like, rates of production. Byram actually on a better rate of goal scoring so far. Yeah. Uh, but Bouchard having the, the better rate of assists. So, I do think there is potential for this to be a better contract for Byram if he breaks out and can stay healthy. Yeah. But... 
you're asking for a lot more of Byram than you've seen already. Whereas I think Edmonton is perfectly happy with Bouchard to continue being who he's been. Yeah, you look at you look at Evan Bouchard and you think, yeah, he'll continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, his defensive side is still something that needs a lot of work. For sure. Um, I I don't think he's he's not bad. No, a bad defender. It's just an inconsistent. You can see the weak moments and, that he has defensively. You know, for a guy yeah. his size, he really does play kind of that really Start soft game some dudes at times. Off the puck. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Under no circumstances should you, should you be getting bodied by JT Comfort. You know, that was <laughs> that's going to be an all time like whoa. You know, it, and like obviously everyone in the Avs world knows the JT Comfort moment, but that's not an uncommon situation for Bouchard. Exactly. If you go look at his tape, you'll see multiple people when he's forced into a situation where he has to be physical, he just kind of doesn't know what to do. And he, all he has to do is stand the dude up and he'll be just fine. But yeah. And you know, you, you look at you look at him and you say he's a better NHL player today than Bowen environment. Yeah, I think that's a fair argument. You know, lots of caveats to that. A lot of, a lot of reasons why, you know, he's gotten consistent minutes. He's playing on a top power play unit. Bowen Byram does not play on a top power play unit. Yep. You know, Hey, when you have Kale McCarr on your team, like that's just the reality you're taking a back seat yeah. somewhere, <laughs> you know, uh, in the same way that Bouchard was taking that back seat to Tyson Berry when Barry was there, yep. Barry's gone. It's now Bouchard's job. He was extremely productive after the deadline, after Barry got moved. Yep. So, you know, it is, there's, both teams are projecting a lot, and both teams should get good value on those deals for two years. Both teams are likely in situations where they're going to be paying quite a bit more on the next contracts. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like after both of those contracts get signed, you wonder, you know, could you have gotten Byram at a three-five? Right. And we've we talked the other day, uh, earlier this week. Yep. Why it made sense for Colorado to just say, "What's a number that we can get this done today?" Gives we could plan around the rest of our more offseason. security and knowledge of yeah. what they're doing through the rest of it. Which and that was a thing that they needed. Yep. They needed to understand how much they had to give to Ross Colton. They needed to understand how much. They could make for wiggle room for other potential acquisitions. Definitely. Miles Wood, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. They needed to have that cost certainty of it and not, you know, not open themselves up to any kind of potential offer sheet shenanigans. Yep. I'd be surprised if there had been anything serious in the works there. But you don't want to give other teams a chance to really stick it to you. You know, it does something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. And. You know, with a guy like Byram, there could have been high upside in a team swooping in and saying, hey, we're going to give him a five-year deal at $6 million, where the abs would have been like, we don't want to lose the player, but we just can't yep. pay that right now. Yep. You know, he hasn't earned that, but also our cap situation being what it is, that that's the difference between us being able to well, spend $8 million <laughs> on your second and third line centers I and mean, having re- to play Ben Myers as your 3C on opening night. The reality is the Evs aren't really in a situation to take chances like that on a player who might end up being worth it, yeah. but is not worth it today. Yeah, definitely. And, and like, we're big Bowen Byram guys, yeah. but we, we both feel very comfortable with the idea that he's going to be a great NHL player. Yeah, he's but, probably a top-pairing guy in his future, but he has to get there. Yeah, and when you look at where he is today, you look at those contracts, you just feel like, Edmonton got a better value there. Yep. Now, 
when the games start getting played again, and if <laughs> Bowen Byram stays healthy and uh, and plays the way that we think he can, could very quickly flip. Yeah, he, <laughs> like I think by the end of this contract, we're probably looking at Bowen Byram's deal and being like, "You don't feel bad about this at all." I wish there was another year. I don't. On it. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it today. It's just more of a when you look at those side by side because contract comparables drive contracts in the NHL. You put them side by side, and it feels like Edmonton got the better deal of who those guys are currently. I really wish the Evs could have gotten an extra year on the Byron deal. Now, I get yeah. everyone and their mother is signing two-year deals right now because of the cap situation in the NHL and all yeah. of that. So De I, I understand why it didn't happen, but Dude. you'd feel really good if there was that third year. There's just somebody going in and out of the yeah, same door the, repeatedly. banging doors all over. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, so it is interesting to look at that. And I think it also is interesting. The defensive contract market as a whole. Yeah. Kind of in a weird spot. Generally speaking, you have a bunch of these guys in the Kale McCarr tier where they get paid a quadrillion dollars forever. Yeah. I mean, McCarr, Fox, Quinn Hughes, Miro Haskinen, yep. and soon to be Rasmus Dahlin are all guys that... Are locked up eternally will be, for all yeah, the will money. Yeah, will be locked up, you know, moving forward. And you even have people like Darnell Nurse, who I know, you know. Yeah, Darnell Nurse. Of play hey, may be Darnell a little bit Nurse different, and Seth Jones, too. Yeah, they're getting paid that money. Uh, and then you have the next tier, which is a lot of... Dmitry Orlov just signed a two-year deal for just shy of $8 million, Yeah. Who's kind of the top of that, that group of guys who... There's a lot less commitments that you see, like in the past have gone to someone like a Hjalmarsson or a Vlasic or yeah. even even on a lower tier, someone like a DeMello, where not too long ago, those types of defensemen were regularly getting like four-year deals. Yeah, like Josh Manson did. Yeah, exactly like Josh Manson. Perfect. Yeah. And now you're seeing much more short-term, hey, we're going to get these couple years out of you that we know we can get, Yeah, and then we'll see. Is that an evolution of the NHL that is going to continue, I guess, I should ask, when the cap starts going up? Or are we going to see those longer-term deals come back out? I mean, they've always it's always been the longer term. Like, guys are always going to want to take that security if they can get it, especially into their 30s, where if they take, you know, we're going to talk about the Austin Matthews deal later, but yeah. when they take, if you're Devon Taves, you're Brett Pesci, Going into free agency next year, you guys are the best defenders there. You're really, really, really good players right Pretty now. Good chance this is your last good contract. Yeah, like if you take a four-year deal right now, you're taking the chance that 33, 34 years old. You're still performing at a pretty high level. If you're yeah. at the same level, you'll get another deal. Yeah. But it might be two years. Yeah. So if you can get a seven-year deal while you're in free agency... Sure, you might lose a little bit of AAV in those first two or three seasons of for what you could have gotten. But you're the players make it up on that back end because yep. they get fifth, sixth, seven, you know, sometimes an eighth year on a deal like that. Using Avs comparisons, the EJ contract. Yeah, I mean, really, the Natushkin contract. Uh, fair too, yeah. You know, like that guy, that guy would have been able to get more money on the open market, but he would have only been able to get seven years. Yep. The Avs gave him the eighth year. They did the same thing with Landis Cog and Natushkin. Yep. They gave the eighth year, which they were the only team that could offer, and they said, Hey, this is this is the number that we want to pay you. 
But if we add the eighth year, you won't. This will be more money than you will be able to make up with in, less in those, term elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. So and and that's the conversation that guys like Taves and Pesci are going to have next year is somebody's going to give those guys six seven year deals very very likely. Yep. Somebody is going to give them six and seven six or seven year deals, and it makes no sense for those guys to take a four year deal. If you're Noah Hannafin and you're 26 years old. And a guy that you feel like might still have something to prove. I mean, a guy coming off of a very, very good season. If he has another one, him taking a four-year deal yep. is something that, you know, seeing what Austin Matthews did and that impact, yep. it might be, you know, obviously Noah Hannafin is not Austin Matthews, not going <laughs> to become the highest paid player in the NHL, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and probably does not break $10 million per year. Um, I feel I like that would be a tough nine. sell for me. I'd pay him nine, dude. Yeah. Nine. Would be a tough sell for me. Yeah. But um, I, I, I think it would make sense for that guy to go out and take a, a four-year deal. You know, maybe sure. a three-year deal. And uh, when he's twenty-nine or thirty, you go into a market. the The cap has taken the big jump. It's going to take over the next two years. And then whatever happens in that years three and four, it maybe we're going to have is, big yeah. jumps in four straight years. All of a and sudden, Noah the cap's $110 million. Yeah, and, yeah. And Noah Hannafin <laughs> it, it could justifiably ask for $12 million at age 30. Yeah, you don't Because know. we look at $12 million in a totally different way in four years. You know, like that I could see a lot more of than, you know, because the majority of guys who get into UFA are 28, 29, 30 years old in yeah. that age range. Where you get one good contract, really. Yeah, where where that is that is where you're going to make the bulk of your career earnings. Yeah. Unless you are an absolute tip top player who is coming off of a huge post DLC deal. Yeah. You know the 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 McKinnons. I, hell, I guess the Austin Matthews is going to make a lot of money in his career because yep. of how he has done it with yep. five year deal and then a four year deal. So, you know the the different ways to kind of use their leverage and i'm i'm glad to that we're seeing some nhl players actually start to take advantage yeah, of that a little bit exactly more, you know? and and start to start to stand the ground a it little bit and be say such a team-sided debate yeah every i'm not single time, going to yeah. take a seven-year deal because i'm uh, i'm i'm one of the very best in the world and you know all that but we're kind of jumping the gun on austin matthews yeah, so a little bit a little bit i want to bail out of it that's all right we'll get to it in a second there is an interesting conversation on the defensive side, right? Yeah. Because the offensive side, it's always been pretty straightforward. Hey, points pay. Not that complicated. Yeah. Most highest paid defenseman in the NHL, I believe, is still Eric Carlson, yeah? That is correct, yes. Why is that the case? Because he's points pay, a lot baby. of points. But that conversation on the defensive side does get a little bit more complicated when you come to, look, you can't be a defensive D that scores 20 points a season and still get the big bucks anymore. Yeah. But you can be a 40 point defensive D that gets paid a lot of money to do your job. This is Brett Pesci. How, I mean, maybe even like 30, 35, just because that's 30, an acceptable yeah, it, it, number it of offense getting tighter, but yeah. yeah, but that's, that's one where a, th a 30 point guy you're more nervous about because any drop off and he is a 20 point guy right. and you're like, Oh my God. How how do teams navigate these waters on the defensive side of trying to find that balance of not everybody gets to just pay a Kale McCarr to do everything amazingly? <laughs> I think I think 
Kale McCarr, you know, guys like Kale McCarr, the guys we talked about earlier, Fox, Haskinen. Yeah. If you have one of those guys, it makes it easier to work around those skill sets. And maybe you can overpay a guy like Josh Manson a little bit. To fill in a gap for Yeah, you. to be like, hey, this is a thing. This is a skill set that we just really, really, really need. And we don't worry about we don't worry about the things he doesn't do well just because do we've got a handful well. of yeah. guys that can do that for us already. Yeah. If you have one of those tip, 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 tip top guys, you can maybe afford to work on the margins a little bit more uh, where you kind of balance your roster out just a touch. If you don't have a tip top guy, you need to make absolutely yeah, every perfect right? every yeah. right decision along the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's glad the abs have a tip top guy. We'll put it that way. Yeah, and I think Vegas <laughs> is an interesting test case was an interesting test case for this because I don't think Alex Petrangelo is of that elite tier anymore. Yeah. I would probably put him a tier below as a very good player making a lot of money. But you look at the rest of their defense and you don't really see a bad player there. You jam pack it with guys who are like, oh, well, Shea Theodore's really good in his role. Shea Theodore's good. Alec oh, Martinez is good. Even Nick someone Hague, like a Zach Whitecloud White is, is good in his role. All of those guys are good players. Yep. Yep. I think that's a fair point. It's also really hard to build a six-man defensive unit that are all really good players. So... Yeah, and it's it's interesting because like uh, we, you know we're looking at like Josh Manson and like oh he's making like that's a big contract for a third pairing guy, but when Josh Manson is actually healthy, it's a lot closer to a second pairing well, guy. How times, much yeah. better is he than your average third pairing guy? All these guys that are getting paid a million five, yep. two million dollars, you know, dudes that are sent out there just trying not to lose games for their right. Team, like yeah. how how different is it, you know, than the quality of that guy in your third pairing where when you have a Kale McCarr who's making look he's making a lot of money at nine million dollars yeah but given what he does for the abs it's not that much money it's it's he probably deserves more <laughs> quite a bit more and that's where that's where I think this we're talking about the defenseman market yep I don't know that there's an obvious candidate coming up anytime soon that's really gonna push to the reset it break the bank yeah by the time Kale gets to UFA yeah I, I I mean, I guess, how much is Darlene going to make? Um, rumor has it 10. So that's not a major not jump like from a, what Kale yeah, is. Because EK's at 11 and a half. So right. That's, like that's my, that might be where McCarr comes in is right in that 11 and a half range. Yeah. Obviously, it's tough to know because we don't know yeah, where the course, cap goes. You know, well, we, we talk a lot about oh, over the next two years, but when we get into years three and four, we really don't know what's next. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I'm struggling to think of anyone else that would really push that number up significantly for defensemen. Yeah, because this generation of guys signed long-term deals. Yep. All right yeah. in that same area. And there wasn't any of them that were like, I'm taking a four-year deal. Unless, like, Owen Power has a 100-point season or something. Yeah, if, <laughs> like, you're looking at, hey, maybe... Uh, maybe Luke Hughes or an Owen Power Pops are able off, to kind of yeah. kind of reset that a little bit, but they would have a lot of proving themselves to do. And it 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 would be unlikely even for them, right? Because either they're taking a bridge deal until the end of McCarr's contract, or they're getting paid directly off their ELC, which is probably the team saving some money on that deal long term. Yep. So. Yeah, and this this generation, we're talking McCarr, Fox, Hayes, all these guys. Yeah. Their next deals will be pure UFA deals. Yep. You're buying UFA years the whole way through. Yeah. And so. all of them will be the kinds of deals that 
we're taking this guy into the second half yeah. you're getting, of their careers. You're, you're starting their contracts in their prime on this next deal into whatever. Yeah, the at the tail is, end yeah. of the prime going into the 30s, essentially. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Into yeah. the twilights. What are likely the twilights? Now we don't. Unless you never know when a guy's randomly going to play till thirty-seven. Especially with defensemen, there's always a couple from every generation that's just yep. like, yeah, I can go till forty. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, look at Chris Letang and Eric Carlson right now. Yep, it happens. So, anyway, we got a new sponsor for you here today. It's Splash Sports. DNVR is going to have a weekly pick'em contest for everyone to participate in for real money with Splash Sports. You go to SplashSports.com slash DNVR. There's a link down in the description of the video, and you can get signed up. You can deposit cash to get started. You can enter DNVR's weekly NFL Pick'em Contest for just 20 bucks, And the prizes are legit. First place, $7,500. Second place, over two grand. Third place, you're winning an easy G. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot man. of money. They're doing weekly contests all year as well with other things. So be sure to keep that link handy. Uh, and if you want to run your own contest, you can also get stuff set up. A lot of what Splash Sports does is makes it easier for you to run things like a pick'em, uh, do contests, things like that. So you don't have to do all your own commissioning and, and do all of that setup. Uh, highly recommend you go check these guys out if you do any of that. You can sign up to be a commissioner right through our link as well. That's splashsports.com slash DNVR. You can get over there, do it today, uh, and you know, keep your eyes peeled on the DNVR side for all the different contests we have coming with these guys. Win yourself some money, have some fun with the DNVR fam when it comes to sports. Also brought to you by the folks over at Shady Rays. You can go get your beautiful sunglasses on with Shady Rays. Uh, if you haven't already, get over to ShadyRays.com. Use the DNVR code when you order two pairs of sunglasses or more. You get 50% off your entire order with that DNVR code. Fantastic sunglasses. Love them. Cannot use them enough. I wear them every day now, basically, except for today. I was going to say, not today, yeah, man. We, we finally got some rain. It's been a lot of sun lately. but I brought that shit back with me. Walking the dogs every day. Pop the sunglasses on. I feel like I'm not blinding myself. It's a win. Uh, excuse me. Rated five stars by over 250,000 people. They know what they're doing. We'll put it that way. And the best part is, first 30 days, you don't like them. You break them. You lose them. They'll replace them absolutely for free. So go check them out. ShadyRace.com. Use the DNVR code today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast get into this Austin Matthews conversation and I want to kick it off with our top five presented by bet three, six, five. We have the top five contracts for the 24, 25 season in the NHL. Currently this is because this is when Matthews contract kicks in is yeah. 24, 25 uh, starting with number five, a guy we've already talked about a little bit on the show, Eric Carlson. Now this one is a little bit weird because technically half of it is retained by another team. So yeah. he's not actually 11 and a half against the cap hit for one team, but his total number is 11 and a half. And you're going to see, I think, some interesting stuff on this list because the top five highest cap hit players in the league, success has been mixed, yeah, to say the least, for these players. It's a little bit up and down. Now, obviously, EK has come close in Ottawa in the early parts of his career but really has not had a lot of team-level success since signing this contract. 
AJ, where do you stand on these big deals? Can they be successful or are they really more det detrimental more of the time? Yeah, no, they could be successful. I mean, yeah. we've we've looked at the last couple of teams to win Stanley Cups, you know. Have had big deals for sure. Vegas has Eichel and Stone. The Avs have um, Makar and Ranton in. and now McKinnon. Yeah, they didn't have that Mac deal. It's still $6 million. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit more helpful than uh, yeah. the expensive deals, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, Tampa Bay has had Vasilevsky, Stamkos, uh, and Kucherov, Kucherov for, yeah. you know, at, at big, big numbers for a long time. True. So, and uh, I don't think Hedman's new deal had kicked in. For, yeah, I don't think it was quite going yet yeah. either. But either way, they've, they've spent, they've had a lot of money on them. The, the EK deal ended up being, you know, covid Set really the league back so up. much with the cap they that expected some more relief there. There was sure. supposed to yeah. be way more growth because you don't expect the league to completely shut down like this. And yeah. you don't expect to take three seasons to dig out of lost revenue and, you know, for players to pay off the escrow credit card. Yeah, you don't like like that was an unforeseen circumstance that made some of these deals, especially the EK deal, look way worse um, coming out of it, you know, because that's a. Uh, he's coming off a hundred point season. It's very, very hard to say that regardless of what he does defensively, if he goes to Pittsburgh and still is able to push play that way, they're better. Yeah. They're just better for sure. Is no he worth that kind of money? Probably not, but he's got to stay in the hundred point range for that answer <laughs> yeah. to even come close to yes, which I would be pretty surprised. If he, yeah, if he drops to 60 or 70, it's just no. Yeah. But yeah, they could be successful with, especially at the price that Pittsburgh is paying right. him. Not eleven and a half million. Yeah, but six and a half or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a lot more. That, that's a lot more palatable for him to live up to that. Number four, Artemi Panarin at a little over eleven and a half. Uh, look, the league always has to have one winger that's getting paid a quadrillion dollars. My question yeah. to you, AJ, is this. Today, would you ha rather have Panarin or Kaprizov? Kaprizov. Okay, me too. I really love Kaprizov, so. I know. <laughs> but that's not to take away from Panarin still yeah. putting up real good numbers. He's really, really, really good. I do wonder. I don't know if he's quite that good. The, the let me ask it to you this way then. I know you're willing to build a whole team around Kaprizov. Would yeah. he be willing to do the same with Panarin? At his age, no. Okay. Yeah. At this point, no. Sure. Five years ago, yes. At this right. point, no. Fair enough. Don't have a ton else to say. I think Panarin's a pretty straightforward case, to yeah. be honest with you. It's it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. You don't love the price tag. You still love the player. And a guy who... Very clearly ended up where he wanted to end up in the end. Yeah, and I think I think there's only what are you, like two years left on that deal. Yeah, there's like not that. a lot. So um, it's it's the, there's not a long like a long term pain point there. Yep. Uh, number three, Connor McDavid. What Easy, was yes, for, yes, yeah, obviously. What was a long time the most expensive contract in the league? Now coming to number three. Is this a sign of teams getting ready for the ramp up in the cap that players have started to jump McDavid? 
It's about damn time, <laughs> you know, because I mean, that's that was in, I think that was in seven or eight year yeah, deal when it got signed. Yeah. I think it was eight years yeah. when it got signed. And uh, there's not a ton of years left. <laughs> Two years, three years left. I think on there's it. three to yeah. go. So, so it's, it was five it's, years of him riding at the top. It's, yeah. it's sad, honestly, <laughs> that the that he's still three on this list now. Yeah. With uh, with the league moving forward and all the new, you know, we've talked about the Capiton, but by the time that contract ends, it could be like it could be thirtieth like, or something, like fifth or sixth. You know, like well, it could think, be. I think further than that. Yeah. Like it, it could. Uh, Certainly, Drysaddle will yeah. will be that guy, um, and I'd have to actually go and look to double check. Rantanen should probably be right in that range. I would think so. Yeah. Um, which I'll, I want to talk about when we get to this to, to Matthews, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I mean, McDavid. I, <laughs> what can you say? Still, yeah. he's still a steal at that at that money. You could, you could, he's so good, man. You could give him a max contract tomorrow, and it'd still be worth every penny. Right? Yeah, especially because if you use kind of the rough, just like a rough guide of 100K per point. Yeah. yeah. You're still talking about him being $3 million underpaid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, like, he's just, he's so, they're, I always, I, I talk about in the NBA that it's almost impossible to overpay a true superstar. Yeah. And I feel the same way uh, about the very best of the, the NHL. Tippy, tippy top. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that you can truly overpay Connor McDavid because there's a max limit. Yep. If you went out and gave him $30 million a year, then I'd be like, okay. <laughs> that's a, At a $90 million yeah, cap, this is hard. 40% of your cap. Uh. But, but also, like, <laughs> he does, he's so special. He's so dominant. Um, yeah. You know. He's just that good. Like, Everybody loves to be like, oh, the Oilers, you know, they can't win. They can't do this. They can't do that. Yeah, there's a lot of bad decisions that McDavid's have been made around that guy. Yeah, not the problem. That at it all. falls on McDavid's shoulders is wild. Uh, number two, you all know him 100K more than McDavid, Nathan McKinnon. He gets to be the highest paid guy for one year. Yeah, for one season. Yeah. And he lives up to it pretty damn well. Yeah, it, it's too. not a, you know, like this upcoming year will be the only season in which he is actually the, making the yeah. most money. Yep. Um, and cap wise, I'd actually real salary could the, be all right, over the place. Yeah, you know, guys making 15 million. Yeah. Because salaries are weird. But, but Nathan McKinnon, I mean, just look at the year that he just had. Totally worth it. Yep. The, don't even think twice have six about more it. of those man yeah <laughs> please he has six more of those that contract is a banger <laughs> so <good. laughs> yeah don't by you, the by that time top players will be making 20 yeah mil and it'll right. be like McKinnon will be like how the hell did i end up here again yeah. what <laughs> happened yeah he's <laughs> gonna be mad when kale signs for 17 <laughs> and then number one the brand new austin matthews contracts uh, 13 and a quarter million, obviously way up there in price. A lot of interesting to talk about here, though. Only a four-year deal, as you've kind of already mentioned. Yeah. And I'm not saying Austin Matthews isn't worth it. But one 100-point season. But just when you saw it, what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction was, oh, that's too short. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I don't really have a problem with the dollar value. Uh, the goal scoring is just that good when it comes to Matthews. But it's so good. I just I and like, obviously, the Leafs only had so much control. Matthews probably said, hey, I'm not taking more than four years. Yeah. But 
I do think when you do things like this, this is how you end up paying him a max contract in four years if the Leafs want to keep him. Yeah, we just so. had this conversation, though. You almost can't overpay those guys. Do you think, do you think Matthews is one of those guys? Because I sure as hell do. <sighs> yes, but also... I wonder, and, and like this contract will be fine. I have no problems with this contract. Yeah. But when you give him another contract at even more money, if that goal scoring slips at all. Yeah, I think you worry about what contract you give him in four years. Really, it's three years. Will you worry about that contract in three years from now? Yeah. I don't care about that. I, I care about this deal does not really prohibit them right now. Yeah, that, from doing anything. Again, like, I he think lives up to it. The contract so. is perfectly fine value now. I think they just failed to get later value on it. Yeah, yeah like it's not. I don't know. I I thought it was fine. Like I didn't feel like wow, one side really won that battle. I think they're both happy. He's the highest paid player in the league. He gets four years. He also plays his cards pretty well because in that time, Leon Draisaitl and Connor well, McDavid. We'll get the new contracts yep. because with McDavid, you know, we said, I think there's three years left on it. So yep. McDavid and Matthew McDavid will Ma be expiring. Well, there'll be two years left on Matthews and until next year, but well, and, and if McDavid signs the year before, then Matthews knows what it looks like. Yeah. He knows. Okay. Next summer, this is what I'm doing. Yep. Yep. Like he sets it up so that he can, and I'm always pro, Players getting oh, always, paid. Always, always. And I just think this is a this is a great job by Austin Matthews to he did a great job in leveraging uh his ability coming out of the ELC. A five year deal yeah. puts him in this the situation that he's in. He makes this he becomes the highest paid player in the NHL uh, in the immediate. It's a four year deal. In that time, the market gets reset. Well, it, it could be he could be an eighteen million dollar player on his next and, contract. And, and look, as much as I think you'd be a little bit disappointed with the four years, like I talked about earlier, how many players are signing two year deals waiting for that cap to go up right now? Yeah, the Leafs get two extra years on top of that for Matthews. Yeah, and like, yeah, they've got to worry about Willie Nylander and they've got to figure out Mitch Marner, but they've got other problems. Austin for sure. Austin Matthews, very 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 best skill. Well, is the is the most valuable skill in the NHL. It's scoring goals. Yep. You mentioned oh he has only 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 has one hundred point season. Yeah. Like, would you like the Austin Matthews playmaking to maybe be a little bit better? He's also an automatic Absolutely. forty goal guy. So, but I, I mean, he's at least a, a at worst he's a thirty goal guy. I, I, with health, he should be forty. But really. yeah, like you expect forty out of him. You absolutely he's right in his prime. You absolutely expect. 50, There's some 60, maybe there. a 70 yeah. drops in there. Right. You know, like, All right, let's calm down like, a little like bit he is, He is such a premium goal scorer yep. that uh, this is fine. It's interesting, too, because you look at the Leafs. You kind of talked about it yesterday a little bit. Tavares is going to start aging out here yep. over the next couple of years. And it's, uh, it's Matthew's show down the middle now. In, uh, in Toronto. He's going to be the go-to, not just goal scorer, which he already is, but he's the 1C. He's going to be the face of the franchise. You know, I, do they want to give him the captain or somebody else? I don't really care. Yeah. But 
he's absolutely become that guy for Toronto now. The aspect that I also like about this, Miko Rantanen's got two years left. Yep. On his current deal. Yep. That means next summer. They're having that conversation. They open up that conversation of Miko, what do you want to do? Yep. Like, do you do you want to stay long term? Do you want to keep this going? Yep. Do you want to make a really dumb decision and go somewhere else? Stay in Colorado yep. forever, man. No kidding. But this should put a cap. Like this okay, Miko's not gonna make more than that. I, I Austin don't, Matthews is more valuable you know, than Miko Rantanen unless is. Unless Miko has a sixty goal season this this year, even if he does, he's a he's not think, a center, right? And, and like I'm saying, without a sixty goal season, should he really even be that close to Matthews? I, and this like, is, I've, I think this puts Miko more in the twelve five range. Yeah, I was gonna say eleven you, you five could, range. You should I I. 12, I think, is fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and, you know, if he has a fucking 60-point season this coming year, it's even less. But it depends on how he performs. If he has a 60-point season, it better be in 50 goddamn games, you know? Like- <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, <laughs> realistically, he should be at least a point-per-game player based on his career so far. But Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> and, you know, that I think that certainly earns you – what will be a top 10 contract in the league at the, at the second it gets signed. Yeah. But one that you could see drift down the list pretty quickly. Well, next summer will be a really interesting kind of race to see who gets it yeah. done first. And then how because the contracts you have, pile in. Yeah. Because you have Rantanen, Dreisaitl, and Marner all in the same summer yep. that are going to be having these conversations. Yep. And I'm sure there are other guys that I'm that – because I'm, I'm not looking at, around the league at too much at – Sure. Two years from now, you know, we can take a look. But hey, you know, those guys, those guys should re- should really have like a good a good idea of what they're going to get paid already. Like they should be looking at this Matthews thing, saying we're not going to get that. That yeah. certainly Marner and Miko are I'm not going to get that. Drysaddle might. Drysaddle has a strong, strong case to be, <laughs> if not surpassing it, in the same neighborhood as him, as, as Austin Matthews. Yep. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting, interesting group of guys. That who do we have at the top? Getting assigned. Which year do you want? Do you want 24, 25? Uh, 25, I mean, 26. yeah, 25, 26, because that way extensions can happen next yeah. year. Uh, so Tavares and some okay. less important guys remove him. Uh, it's a lot of defensemen. Okay. <laughs> Hedman, Orlov, Ekblad. <laughs> okay. It's because they're all older, too. Uh, Claude Giroux. <laughs> okay. There's, there's really not that many young guys. Gavrikov. So it's these guys then is what I'm saying. These, these couple of guys that we're talking Konechny, about. And yeah, obviously. So like, it's Dreisaitl, it's Rantanen, and it's Marner. Yep. So those guys are going to have their, they're going to have their choices. They see Austin Matthews do this. If you're Miko Rantanen, do you want to take a four-year deal and do the same thing? And if you're the Avs, you kind of just have to do it. Yeah. And just try to make it work. Just bite that bullet a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because sure. you can't let Miko walk. And you're not going to trade him. Yep. Just the reality. Yeah. So 
you're I like I like the Matthews deal relative to Rantanen because it puts a I think a cap on the number. Sure. McKinnon might even do the same thing where it's like, hey, it's gonna be I think so. I think it kind of does. Like you just can't make significantly more than this guy. You just had an unbelievable year and you were still six points behind Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> right. And who played eleven Less fewer games, games than yeah. you. So yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like that aspect of it, but I wonder at the top of the league, does this Austin Matthews thing change how the players want to do it? You know, does Kale McCarr see that and say, my next deal? Yeah. It's only going to be four it's years. It's going to be yeah. a four or five year deal. Yeah. That way I can have a third big money contract in my career. Maybe that might be how it works out. Obviously, every person is different. Some guys just want the yeah. security. Some guys and, like where and, they're at. Whatever. Hey, look, if, if Colorado rolls up on Miko Ranton and they say, We'll give you the Nathan McKinnon's contract. We'll just give you the same damn one. Yep. Hard to say no to. I mean, I don't know. And and uh, for me, it feels like if somebody offered me a hundred million dollars, yeah. it would be tough to say no in hopes that I could get a hundred and five million dollars. Right. It's to to the layman. Are you kidding me? Like the difference between Val Nichushkin's contract and Nathan McKinnon's contract would be, I wouldn't even notice. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to spend that much money if I tried. I mean, I would open up my bank app every day and just giggle. <laughs> With both of them. Yeah. Either contract. That's what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I, you wouldn't even know. You would just open it up and be like, nah. That's a lot of zeros after that number. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, you know, obviously to hockey players, they should get what they're worth, but. When you're talking about that amount of money, how much difference does it really right. make? Right. Like when you reach a certain, like Devon Tate's going out and being like, hey, I need to maximize this. Totally. Because he's coming off of he a $16 million made deal. An actual silly amount of money. Right. right. And $16 million is great when you take all of it all, take away the taxes and all the fees and all the other stuff, cost of living and all that. Like how much money does he have sitting in the bank right now or by the end of that contract? Right. Like a whole lot more than me still, but, but probably like four to six million, something right? Like, like, that, like yeah. not a ton of it that he actually like has. Yep. So him going out and being like, I'm just going to take the most money. Yep. Fine. Totally understand. Miko Rantanen is coming off of a, I can't do math. So I don't know what nine times six is. 54. Yeah. That's a lot of money, man. And if he's looking at his next deal, and saying, oh, I could get $100 million or I could get $105 million. Right. I always say, you know, the way that I look at this, and obviously it's not me making this choice, but I always look at it and I say, what are you trying to buy with $105 million you can't yep. buy with 100 Yep. You know, where maybe he should, maybe he wants to prioritize staying here, you know, whatever. Sure. I, I, like, maybe he Same thing really, for Austin Matthews, really needs the uh, golden inlay on his super yacht. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he needs that extra couple of million yeah. because there's like something specific that he's wanting <laughs> right. to do. Uh, on that note, head over to Foco. Go get your bobbleheads. No golden inlaid bobbleheads, as that was our top five by Bet365. Uh, top five bobbleheads, all from Foco, confirmed. Whether you want the Avs ones, you can get Nuggets Championship ones, you can get licensed apparel as well. You go to foco.com, use the DMVR code, get 10% off. Get whatever it is you're looking for. All the major sports, not just here in Colorado, but across the country. So even if you're a fan of another team, they've got you fully covered. 
Nothing nearly as expensive as what Miko's contract could buy you at Focal either. Their deals are a lot better than that. As AJ's watching some weird commercials or There's something over there. Horse racing on in the bar. Oh, it's probably Jokic's horse. I don't even know. I, what's I don't going know, on. man. Anyway, I don't know anything about horse racing. I, I don't think there's any. Oh, I mean, I guess you could get the Broncos mascot. That's a horse bobblehead, kind of. Does that count? Mm. Foco.com. Yeah, they're perfect. Talking about Miles or Thunder? Miles. Okay. The actual mascot, not the horse itself. Got no, it. yeah. No, the actual mascot. Yeah. Uh, go get yourself some Foco. Just and curious. Since we're talking Broncos, you can get your Breckenridge bourbon. They got a couple of contests going on right now with the Broncos. Uh, they have two blends that are battling. Ed McCaffrey, Alfred Williams. Pick your favorite. You can go vote today on BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash bourbon of Denver Broncos. You can win a bunch of Broncos swag. And then what you're going to want to do is get yourself up on Instagram. Use the tag Broncos Bourbon, and you can win yourself two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos Chargers game on New Year's Eve. That's actually what I was just doing on my phone. Look, all I'm saying is whiskey would taste better on New Year's Eve in a Broncos Suite. You could do whiskey on New Year's Eve in a lot of places. Broncos Suite's got to be pretty high on the list. Yeah. I mean, it would be a lot of fun. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you post your favorite Broncos photos to Instagram using that Broncos bourbon hashtag. They will narrow down their favorites by December 1st. So make sure you get yours in before December 1st. And then there will be a fan vote later in the month where you can uh, obviously win the tickets, but you can also win some distillery and Broncos swag. So get in. BreckenRidgeDistillery.com slash bourbon of Denver Broncos today. Vote on your favorite whiskeys. Get your favorite pictures. Have a good time. That's all I got. That's all I got on that one. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Now what? Goalies. I'm leaving. We kind of... They're the worst. We broached this contract a little bit earlier in the season, or this week, rather, as well. Are the abs the new normal? Is this is this a, hey, everyone's trying to save money in the goaltender position when it comes to contracts by the rotating carousel of bringing the next guy that can be the starter? Or can these teams with millions and millions of dollars tied up in their tandem make it work? Yeah, I think for me, I think if I'm, if I'm GM, the way I'm going to look at it, okay? If I'm GM... And I have Connor Hellebuck. I'm paying him. Sure. Done. If you've got a top five goalie if in the I, league. If I have Philip Grubauer, I'm not paying him. Okay. If I have Darcy Kemper, not paying him. Okay. What if you have Alexander Georgiev? If I have Alexander Georgiev and he has the same caliber of season. For the next two years. That he just had for the next two years. Paying him? I am probably okay. paying him. But it would be very price dependent. Sure. Because if that's ten million, I am that, not no, paying him. Definitely not. <laughs> if it's Six? seven million. If it's seven, that's right where I get uncomfortable. Okay. If it's six million, I'm paying You're him. You're doing it, yeah. All right. If it's seven, I'm probably I'm I'll tell you, I won't pay eight. I would pay six, so I should probably have to pay seven. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, if I pay $7 million for the seventh best goalie in the league, fine. fair enough. Yep. <laughs> to me, that seems fine. Because yeah. when it when there was when it when they had when they had Grubauer, it was fair to wonder where is he in terms of league ranking? Is he the fifteenth best goaltender? Is he the tenth best goaltender? But he's wanting to be paid like the eighth best goaltender. Sure. Are you comfortable with that? My answer was no. With Darcy Kemper, it was is he the ninth best goaltender? He wants to be paid like the ninth best goaltender, but he's already 32. And we don't want to pay him five years. That's the problem with Darcy Kemper. Not anything else. If he had taken a three-year deal, I think he'd still be in Colorado. My personal opinion. Sure, sure. It's And again, completely understandable. He went and got oh, what he did. Of course. Like, give me a break. Yeah. It's. But with Georgiev, he, he's 27 right now. Yep. I don't know when his birthday is. Call it twenty nine. So yeah, let's say up. let's say he's twenty nine, but twenty nine years old, seventh best goaltender in the league. I'm just making that up, like, roughly. Most of these numbers are rough at best. Yeah, yeah, just approximations of range here. If he's the seventh best goaltender in the NHL and he's twenty nine years old, how do you value him? Like actual dollar amount. That's that is free agency. I mean, I'm not giving him a seven year deal, but I might give him a five year deal. You're paying him more than Grubauer. I think you have to. Especially if this is two years from now and the cap has gone up. I think I like the five year deal that takes him to call it 35. You're probably which is mostly okay for goalies. They usually don't have too much yeah, trouble. You're at least 35. you're at least believing that you're going to continue to get a good player in that in that 29 to 33 range. Yeah. You might be taking some chance really at the end of that, but that's business. Yep. Yeah, I I I think you're probably I did I feel mentally a lot better about it if it said six and a half instead of seven. Just because that number starts with a six, but hey, guys, can we stop talking about tax policy in the chat? Seriously, <laughs> like I understood the original point, but like there's a time and a place, homies. We have a Discord channel that never talks about hockey. Let's do that. Sorry, go ahead. I don't, maybe we should encourage our chat to talk about not hockey things. It's, for, it's August, bro. Yeah. I'm not going Discord. to. Sign up for Discord. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine. As soon as the clock turns over to. September. <laughs> Stop on. talking about tax policy. It's on. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's just such a strange position because <laughs> goaltending can absolutely make or break a team. But because of that, it's a position where you can find immense value by yeah. taking a risk on a lesser known goalie and not having to pay him that amount of money. Big time. And when it works out, you look like a genius. Yep. And when you don't, you look like Edmonton. Yep. Well, hopefully you look a little better than Edmonton because Edmonton loves to overpay those dudes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, someone in chat before this tax thing blew, blew up uh, was asking, what do you pay Connor Hellebuck at 30? $10 million. Yeah. I Like, do you really even second guess that? No. Because, because he's, he's that good. He's a top five automatic goalie. He's a top every three year. goalie. Yeah, sure. I mean, the only other guys that you really have serious conversations about in that range 
Vashilevsky. Who's already gotten paid. And his and his like regular seasons are kind of an adventure. But he's good when it counts, except for this last year. But that's... Yeah, and like his postseasons, he has had he's been incredible yeah. in the postseason. Yep. But also like uh, Igor Shesterkin, you know, that's another guy. Yep. Ilya Sorokin, that's another guy. Those are those are the guys that like and, and hey pay those guys. But Hellebuck is still there. Even Shesterkin and Sorokin, very very good. The track record is significantly longer for yeah. Hellebuck doing this. They have a third of the track record. Yeah, Ottinger somewhere. Oh, we'll see about Ottinger. He's still a little bit too early to really be going ham with him but he has the potential to be that guy for sure i'm not paying sorrows i love uc sorrows but small athletic goaltenders have they burn out quick. this big yeah. of a track record of success in the nhl and that gets even smaller when those guys get into their 30s yep. i'm not paying sorrows yep that's... and if i end up being wrong about that i'm cool i've been right about him up to this point <laughs> but it's... those other guys i'm paying the other guys that that we had mentioned i would pay all of them yeah, because they're top five goalies. <laughs> and like Ottinger could get there, but right now Ottinger's on a great deal and making four million for the next couple of years. By the time he's up for his next deal, we'll see. Yep. He will, you know, if he's the seventh best defenseman. Yeah, he could be making twelve. Who knows? If yeah. he's top five, if he's fifteenth, he's not gonna be making nearly that much. Right. And that's where, you know, with goalies, I think that's the big that's the big line for me of at his absolute best, if we get his best, is this guy gonna win a Vesna? Now, Linus Olmark just won one, so sometimes <laughs> weird shit happens, especially at that position. But you also look at his situation and say, everything about that team this year went to the extremes. Yep. Their successes and their failure. Eesh. Like Omar could never look like that guy before and probably won't look like that guy. That Certainly guy. didn't in that playoff series. Again. So, but like his contract, middle of the road deal. Yep. You know, a fine, like very fair down the middle. You got insane value out of it in a year where it, everything went right for Boston. Yeah. And when everything regresses to the mean, his contract will still be fine. Yeah. And I tell you what, in two years, if... Nashville decides to pay UC Soros. Colorado should be getting on the phone <laughs> and calling him up and saying, Yaroslav Askarov. What's up? What you want? <laughs> you know, Sam, send Sam Gerard back to Nashville. Full circle. <laughs> right? Like, like, unless Georgiev really takes a leap. Into the elite category. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he pushes, he he. Pushes on that door a little bit of the Sorokin, uh, Shesterkin, Vasilevsky. A lot of really good Russian culture. Yeah, no kidding. Jesus, man. Like, <laughs> unless he starts to really push there. You're kind of looking for the You have to draw a strong line in the sand uh, because you don't want a Jack Campbell. You don't want uh, Jacob Markstrom. Yep. You know, maybe to a lesser extent, Thatcher uh, Demko. To ask again after this year. It, right. Yeah. You don't want what happened with Peter, Calvin Peterson. Yep. Where he had the one good year and LA was like, yeah, we're going in. He's our new guy. And then he was in the minors and traded and, away. They ate money to trade him away. Yep. Because it fell apart in a hurry. Whew. All right. I think we've covered it pretty well today. Good Friday show getting into contracts and stuff do you, like in that. In general, do you like paying a goaltender or? 
No, I would prefer not to. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think, do you think what I'll ask you this, would you rather be Florida with Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight or which is very expensive, it's $14 million, but it's Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight or Los Angeles. Two and a half million dollars, Cam Talbot, Phoenix Copley. So I think I'd rather be Los Angeles, not because of their goaltending situation, because you have more flexibility. Okay, but keep in mind, Los Angeles has $100,000 in cap room. I understand that. It would have to be some cap swapping going around. Yeah. But that compared to a situation where you have $14 million and you're not moving, Bob, unless you retain half. It, it becomes really, really hard for Florida to do something if Bob has a down year. And I get it. Maybe they just give the reins over to Spencer Knight in that case. But I think I like L.A.'s position better. If they just ride into the season, I don't love that. But they have the opportunity to go, hey, what's Hellebuck doing? They have the opportunity to go, hey, what's XYZ goalie that we've scouted and we think we like doing and make moves? <laughs> How funny would it be if they made a second Deal with Winnipeg. <laughs> they get Dubois Completely and Hellebuck. Yeah. 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 That'd be fun. But I, I would prefer LA's situation. Uh, yeah. In, in part because I'm not a huge believer in Bob. but I'm not either, but I'm a big believer in Spencer Knight. Yeah, you were. I Not that I'm not a believer, but you were always liked him more than I did. Yeah, and I do think, I think I would take Florida because we saw what happened when a guy like Bob it gets yeah, hot when it works it's great but and when in la i think you're looking at it and you're saying what is the best that this goes did it didn't it just happen with copley this last year probably and i guess i'm just not sold on that ever happening again and maybe it does and maybe spending two and a half million dollars on their goaltending ends up being max value like yeah. the greatest like we went so hard on the rest of our roster. Well, I, we saved all this money, and Cam Talbot gave us a career year. And, like... Uh, it seems to happen in Minnesota uh, every goddamn well, year, so... Well, Vegas winning the cup sums it up. It was Aiden fucking Hill in net. Yeah, for, and, like... That got hot for a and, cup and, run. And, and, like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a great example of a team got lucky. Yeah. Because they traded for Aiden Hill and then did all kinds of things... To not play Aiden to Hill. To not play him and play guys in front of him. <laughs> yeah. They all get hurt or are ineffective, and they're like, well, we've got nowhere else to turn to. Yep. Save us, Aiden Hill. And it goes well. Yep. But as we saw with Jordan Biddington. I mean, that's why you don't pay those guys. That's why you just move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, and certainly L.A. is not paying $6 million for Phoenix Copley. No, that's. So, okay. I was just curious kind of how you felt about those two, because those those feel like. These are the extremes the of those situations. Sure. Which one would you prefer? Would, would much prefer somewhere in the middle, probably. <laughs> I, wouldn't you just say Colorado? Yes, I would. Where you are paying five and a half million dollars for a top ten tandem, and you've you're you now have three consecutive goalies where your scouts have kind of nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> but you also and and this year going into this year, you also have a really interesting situation with the Eagles. Yep. Where you've got two guys that could try and push that you can yeah. dream on a little bit with Eustace Hanenen and Arvid Holm. Like it's a, it's an interesting. Yeah, definitely. Curious. I think Colorado's goaltending situation is sneaky strength right now. I really am comfortable with it. 
Love it. Please don't clip this because November, <laughs> if things go really sideways. Yeah. When Georgiev has an 850. <laughs> yeah, and Franzos is hurt and Ananen and Homer bad. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Sometimes you need a couple brews to dream on goaltending. Uh, you can get all sorts of different kinds, eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar, but they are in all 50 United States. Check your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. We're going to wrap up the Friday show. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. We are back on Monday doing uh, some, I don't know exactly what we'll be revealing about the Avs top 15 all time, but a lot of that going on next week. Yeah, a lot of that's happening next week. The uh, top 25 list for all of all Denver, Colorado, yeah. Denver was, guess, was yeah. very contentiously put together yesterday. Lots of yelling. It's Lots together. of yelling. There, of yelling. I think there's video coming out of me just yelling at people. Oh, so. yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Not maybe my finest moment, but, uh, you know. It's all right. I'm confident. Look, I was not. I, I've, I'm I've, confident there are some there, things that Avs fans are going to be yelling about as I will well tell when the you, list comes out. So. I will tell you that there was a discussion <laughs> about putting Peyton Manning ahead of Patrick Waugh. Absolutely and not. And I just yeah. I couldn't it. do it. Unacceptable. <laughs> I could not do it. I was you, ready to fight. <laughs> you are an idiot if you think that was that was perfect that was my favorite it was yeah it was yep. uh, it was it was fun to put together i think that will be fun it's great summer off-season content for yep. everybody to get really upset about and act like it matters um and and it was fun for us to make and yep. fun for us to argue about and i will tell you the one thing i did miko ranting and dirty and i i stayed up late last night thinking about it i actually stayed like an hour after everybody else had left just staring at the board i can't even look at you yeah i felt i felt terrible so <laughs> anyway yeah yeah see thank you i'm yeah bonkers we'll, we'll talk to you about it on monday we'll yeah. see you there next week take it easy <laughs>